All right. So hello guys, we're back. It's espresso for two. Welcome guys. Welcome everyone. Another week. Today we have a very special guest. I found her account because I was going through looking for some people and I found her account and I was just amazed because she's made me laugh so much on her podcast and I was I watched one of your episodes and I was laughing so much because the way you express yourselves in your episode is just super relatable and super chill and I was like that's exactly what I'm looking for something chill something real because you know nowadays it's hard to find that real yeah. stuff so if that you want authenticity exactly if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself tell us a little bit about yourself yeah sure uh so my name is jessica um technically jessica robinson um i haven't changed my name yet i've been married for four years well this year will be four years but i haven't changed my Woo! name yet. <laughs> yeah so um so jessica i go by jessica robinson grant um i have been uh doing community work and ministry work now uh, since i was 18 so i'm not good at math i'm 30 now so do the math <laughs> so, so like, yeah, yeah it's been a while since i've been doing uh this type of work um i recently launched launched my podcast i launched it actually 16 weeks ago to be exact. oh wow um, and it has just been growing and just been going really well. God is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm just so so amazed and so just blown away uh, by everything that has been taking place. Um, I mean, I've been speaking for a long time and just um, I've had a fall away, whatever that means. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> our, our community for for quite some time now. Um, so launching a podcast, I wouldn't say was easy, but I kind of had like an audience. But I want to say that um, I really just developed um, my niche in mm-hmm. a sense. Yes. Yeah. So I've I've been known to like work with young leaders in the community and stuff like that. And I run a nonprofit organization called 365 Ministries, um, where we impact, inspire, and empower. Uh, millennials to be leaders of today and the change of tomorrow um and my husband and i run a marriage ministry um called Build oh wow we need, awesome. <laughs> we need to do that we need to do that that's amazing yeah so that's a little bit about me that's so awesome i was actually looking through um in your bio where it says uh founder of 365 ministries and i was like wow this girl does it all oh, does everything. it absolutely everything she does it all yeah. i heard your episode on finding healing in the back black community mm. and it was really informative as well and i also read some of the research paper that you did and i, oh, was, wow, like, girl. <laughs> I was like wow this is everyone needs to read that especially with what's going on right now Um, I feel like it's important to be educated and do our research on what's going on. If you want to speak a little bit about the Black community and how people can not only say, oh, post a picture, share on Instagram, but what can we do more? What can people do more? Because I feel like obviously it's amazing that people are sharing on Instagram and stuff like that, but really getting in that and doing the work as well. You mentioned that in the episode. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so true. It's about doing the work, doing the hard work and doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think so in terms of your question is this in terms of people who are in the black that, that are black or people that are not I think just in, in general, general, in general? All, yeah yeah I think so I'll speak to my community first <laughs> I think in terms of that um one of my big things is healed people heal people Amen. and so it's going through your own process and your own journey of healing um and spreading that because you know how there's a narrative of um hurt people hurt people yes so it's yes. like okay heal people heal people and so one of the examples that i use from that and i think i mentioned it in this in this episode was around uh be a harriet tubman Mm-hmm. Um, when, when she went and she found her freedom, she came back and she got everybody else with her. And so that's my mentality because our, um, as a community, we're, we're communal, we, you know, we're, we're supposed to be, this is how we, we were, we're family oriented and stuff like that. Um, and we do things together. And so I think it's just a call. I think we've just been scattered so much. And so it's just a call for us to come back together. But I think most importantly, although I focus on like a lot of leadership development and all that kind of stuff, I think healing is so important. So good. So important. Cause like, I feel like there's so many um, individuals that have gone through traumatic experiences mm-hmm. and different things like that. and all of those different things that we go through impact what we do, how we see ourselves, the kind of work that we do, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I would say to my community. Um, To other folks, as in outside of the black community, um, I would say to continue to be an ally. Um, and not just, as you said, you know, post on social media, um, not just be a part of a trend. Right, so, right, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, right. do the blackout, yeah. okay, yeah. whatever. Like, that's great. Thanks so much. <laughs> but um, I would say do some research. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why why do Black Lives Matter? What is, what is the, why are we even talking about this? Why is it such a big deal kind of thing? Exactly. Um, so I would say do some research, continue to be an ally. Um, yeah, I would say those are the two things for me. Do some research and continue to be an ally because there's some things that sometimes people say to somebody who is a black person, you're just like, wow, that yeah. was so racist, but you exactly. had no idea that that was racist. You know what I mean? Microaggressions, whatever. Right. And YouTube's out there. There's lots of- Exactly. There's so many many things that you can read up, but I would say be an ally. And one of those ways that you can do that is to do your research. Exactly. Wow, that's that's definitely good. And I like what you mentioned about that. It's important to first heal because mm-hmm. I also listened to the other episode that you record about identity. Mm-hmm. And what I got from it was that, like out of the, all your quotes and everything, you said that, you know, we're called, that's what I got from the podcast, that we're called mm-hmm. to be people that heals and that forgives and love others, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So definitely regarding the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement, I believe that it doesn't matter like, what you like what race you are or where you're from i believe that whenever you see that your brothers or sisters are like being oppressed mm-hmm. you should like be contribute an and be an ally you know not, not just like you said not just like repost something because it's a trend but definitely like 
go deeper and see mm-hmm. what's actually going on and mm-hmm. you know i don't agree with some people that say like oh that's we don't support that like all lives matter mm-hmm. like i don't agree <laughs> with that thinking yeah it's like and the, it, it, the, the truth is i i saw something all lives don't matter until black lives do and that's i i really think that is so because if all lives mattered then black lives would be included in that statement and it's not so it's it's so important to not be in a way ignorant and and say all lives matter of course and and i saw i think it was i think it was your post or another post i was reading um all just to say that when we say black lives matter it doesn't mean all lives don't matter it's Mm -hmm. just that the people who are being oppressed yeah. are black lives mm-hmm. and honestly like, doing my research because of everything that's going on and everything that's been going on it it's not just something that's recent and i feel like that's what people are coming to realize yeah it's not yeah. something that oh 2020 george floyd no it's been for no. years and, and years. in your research paper i was also like this is crazy because these are stuff that they don't teach us in history class. Mm -hmm. These are stuff that they don't teach kids in history class. And it's like, people need to know. This is why we need to do our research. This is why even if you're not part of the black community, it's our responsibility to keep the ball rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's great. Like people like you and there are other people that I follow who are being so informative. So then I can read that and inform others. And it's like Mm -hmm. a domino effect. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like th- that's how it should be that domino effect of, you know, just being a voice, and that's why it's it's big for me to like be a voice and and to be vocal about right. the things that have happened, whether in my life or in my community or whatever the case may be. I'm very big on being vocal because you never know. Like, exactly. I just started following me. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, so and I mean. And that was another thing too, like everybody was following everybody black. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's great, but it's just about that first question you asked. It's not just about following me. It's not just about recognizing me as an entrepreneur, but it's about after this is done and don't use my trauma and my pain as a platform. Exactly. And as a That's another thing too, where you see this trend of, you see everywhere there's a black face or something like that. And you're just like, so now we're poster kids are you right exactly you know so, so yeah so it's like it's just like realizing that it's just there's that representation that matters right so you have now um so i have apple tv and they had like a whole list of black movies that you should watch and you had um there's another one there was uh in canada we have cineplex i don't know if there's cineplex in the states i don't remember um so it's a it's the movie theater and so like they were giving out all movies around black stuff for free to rent and i was like this is great like i would watch it but it's so it can come off as so patronizing exactly i agree so i agree and it's so good what you said too it's not just oh i'm you know that trend like follow black creators follow black that's like you said that's great but Mm -hmm. how about reaching out making conversations getting to know the person and that's why with you and so many other black entrepreneurs or creators or podcast hosts we were like okay the follow is great but what else can we do why Mm -hmm. i want to hear people i want to listen to people because if it were me if it were him if it were anybody else we would want the same thing it's not just exactly it's not just like a trend like you said and 
And I feel I encourage anyone who's listening to make a conversation and it doesn't have to be revolved around Black Lives Matter. Just get to know that person for who they are, what they've been through, what they're working on, their projects. And it's just super important. So thank you for sharing about that because we are trying to educate ourselves too and not just oh black lives are oppressed but really historically too because this has been happening in history and it's crazy the more that you learn that you realize it's never really ended it's been going on it's it's just it i think will smith said it um racism didn't yes just getting filmed yeah that is that (laughs) is so i read that and i was like that is so true that's a call out for some folks that nowadays i have encountered some people that they say racism is in the past and i'm like like what what world do you live yeah for real yeah like now i wanted to ask you a little bit about um identity because Mm -hmm. personally for me and i feel like a lot of young people we struggle with that and i'm sure that you've even struggled with that like you mentioned in your in your episode and Mm -hmm. you said some things that i was really like you know when you hear like a preaching or a sermon that you're just like this is for me this is for me she knows what i'm going through so when you said um our known identity comes our lived reality i was like oh my goodness can you just can you just tell everybody that's listening if they haven't listened please 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 go to the episode you need to get your identity fixed. I'm telling you, you need your identity <laughs> fixed because this girl will call you out. So can you just speak a little bit about the episode and how we can, as young, not only as young people, I mean, we all struggle with identity issues, but mm-hmm. how we can basically place our trust and our know who we are in the Lord. And, you know, mm-hmm. can you just speak a little bit on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's so interesting because like identity is as you said is a huge thing um and that's something that i struggled with a lot um and i think it started obviously started as a child um just you know going through abuse and, and different things like that really messed with my identity um and so the the difference now i guess i'll break it down a little bit but not too much because i want you guys to go listen to it Um, (laughs) so the known identity is um that knowledge that was passed on to you but not from god um and the example that i use of this is you know when the serpent went to eve um in the garden and so there's the original identity which is you know god created us to live in dominion to be the head and not the tail to be above and not beneath but then that known identity is you know the serpent coming up to eve and to be like hey um you know if you eat this you're gonna be like god and she's like but he said not to eat it and she did Mm. so it's kind of like and the scripture says that she became ashamed and before the scripture says that they were unashamed Mm -hmm. and so it's whatever has been spoken into you outside of your original identity so your original identity says you're beautiful um you are you know you are created in the image of god you are fearfully and wonderfully made you are smart um, all that kind of stuff. But the known identity um, is when somebody else begins to speak into you and to speak against what God has said. And so I feel like a lot of people live in that known identity 
and it's like who told you that yeah. and i remember in yeah. the scripture when um when god was looking for eve adam and eve in the garden and he was like where are you guys where are you hiding and they're like oh we're covering up and he was like who told you you were naked you know what i mean so i think it's important when we talk about the known identity to know who told us that yeah who told me that i was dumb who told me that i was ugly who told me these things yes again we begin to live out the narrative of other what other people have said and not what god has said about us right right and a lot of people myself included um has lived that or is living that out and is endeavoring now to switch that but that's what it means between that lived identity sorry that known identity um is realizing your original identity and now counteracting that um because uh, as I said before, a lot of us are living out that known identity without even realizing that we are. Wow, That's that is good. amazing. I, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. When I hear your podcast, I'm like, I, you know, you said you, if you're taking notes, I'm like, I'm taking notes right here. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. That episode was amazing. Also, uh, another thing that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. was when you said about uh you mentioned luke chapter 8 the verses mm-hmm. 11 to 15 mm-hmm. and you mentioned about like you know what type of soil soil are we yes you know? yeah who are you that, becoming yes that really got to me because like i feel like it doesn't matter how old you are there's mm-hmm. gonna be a point always in your life that you're gonna be like wow that that preaching was amazing i'm feeling it god mm-hmm. Ooh, and then something bad happens things right. don't go your way mm-hmm. and boom mm-hmm. you just so collapse you just go away and then I, I felt so i feel like that spoke to me a lot it, i feel like a lot of pastors or <laughs> People always say you go on that retreat and you're like yes. on your all-time spiritual high. You come back to reality, and, like right and mm-hmm. it's like back yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's about maintaining. So, like, I've recently become a plant mom. I have like three plants. Oh, you, know? you have to teach me because I'm I I try and I just kill I can't all of them. Teach anything. <laughs> I just aiming to keep them alive i water them and that's it like i'm not like a real plant mom i'm probably like a plant stepmom but, <laughs> <laughs> but um oh my god i forgot my train of thought what were we talking about oh i remember now okay yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the the plant so i have to pay attention to the plant so i have mm. a jade plant and i have two peace lilies and with the peace lily it literally kind of tells you when it's thirsty like it it looks different it starts to kind of lean to the side i'm like oh i probably should water this plant kind of thing and it's the same thing with our hearts right when we we need to attend to our hearts daily we need to attend to our souls daily water it with the word prayer and and worship and all these these different types of things if we don't do that that's when it becomes unattended right so when we talk about um i find that our generation is like that a lot where we will um we will be on a high as Mm. you said and then after it's like nothing happened right treat the gospel or the word of god like a drug we're addicted but we always need a you know what i mean but it's important that we literally attend to our hearts and our soul every single day make that a 
routine, make that a plan to, so that you can have good internal disposition of who am I becoming and what is the posture of my heart in this moment. That is so good. I That is literally so true. And what you said about the drug, and I also feel like we, our generation sees the gospel as like, okay, what am, what am I gonna get from it if I do this and this and that, if yeah. I read my Bible every day, if I read my, even myself yeah, too. I always, I'm like, okay, if, I, if I'm actually diligent, I just pray that God is going to give me those blessings. Yeah. And then it's always, I remember my pastor said something and, and he mentioned like, we can't always ask God for things. We first thank, we first acknowledge who God is and then we, we ask for the prayers, but it's not always about God, please, God, please yeah. this, God, please that, mm-hmm. God, please this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's so important to, to realize that the gospel is something, it's not just asking for what we want or, or like you said, a drug too, like we got to be consistent. And I find that when I am actually consistent and putting my heart in it, it's, mm-hmm. it, everything just turns out so much better. And I, I, I know it, but sometimes I'm just not there, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's really about relationship. Sometimes I feel like we, we try to realize, we have to realize that it, it's not by works that we are saved, yeah. but it's by grace. Right. And so just the very, the mere fact of the ability to be able to just be in God's presence is beautiful. And the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added onto you. Right. Um, I feel like sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, we function out of servanthood to God and that's okay but there's also a level of of sonship and I'm a daughter I'm not just a servant you know what I mean but I'm a daughter of God and so if he sees that I'm in need of something he's not gonna withhold it from me yes Yes. if it's good for me he's gonna give it to me and if it's bad for me then he's not gonna give it to me and so I think we have to kind of like switch our mindset to realize hey God is for me first of all He's for me. He, nobody is for me like God is for me. My husband yes. he loves me so much and I love him, but he is not for me the way that God is for me. God is so much for me that he died for me. Like, yes. saying? like so then if, if why wouldn't I want to have a relationship with him? So you know true. what I mean? And why would he withhold any good thing from me? Amen. He doesn't, you know? So yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good, definitely. And something else that you mentioned on the podcast was... Sorry, we're saying so much that you mentioned because yeah, we're just like... like <laughs> we know, we know. I'm like it's reading okay. all these quotes yes, that you said. Too, I'm so humble. Thank you guys so no. much. So uh, you said that we need to have rounded roots, strong roots. So whenever these storms or situations in life come, we mm-hmm. don't just like, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. fly away, yeah. you know? So. <laughs> That's so true because yeah. even like a couple, going back to what you said about God knows what's best for us. Literally mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, obviously we're engaged. So we were looking for apartments yeah. and I was like, I want that one. I want that yeah. one because it's spacious, because it's beautiful, because it's mm-hmm. big. And I just remember God telling me, like, I know what's best for you. I know what's yeah. best for you. I know the plans I have for you. I was like, but I want that one because yep. it's and then literally once I calmed my heart down and I was like, okay, I 
God, just you just do what you got to do because mm -hmm. clearly you know better than me. Mm -hmm. And we finally got the one. And it's not the one that I wanted, but it's even better than the better. one I wanted. Yeah. Like yeah. it was crazy. The utilities, yeah. light water, you know, that's expensive. So everything <laughs> yeah. was included. Yeah. I was like, yeah. once again, I'm proven wrong. Yeah. yeah. The steps of a good man are ordered. Those roots are anchored in the word of God. Like it's anchored. It's like reminding myself daily about the word of God, spending time with him daily. The scripture says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Yes. So the more that we spend time with him, the more that we sit with him, the more that we talk with him is the more he will speak to us. And even with like my podcast, like honestly, guys, it's all God. I can take wow. the only credit I can take. I don't even know if I can take credit for that <laughs> is my speaking because he gives me the voice <laughs> to speak. Like literally he gives me, I've had, I had content planned up until September of this year. And let me tell you how I've probably done maybe a handful, maybe because God just keeps switching it up. He's like, this is what my people need. This is what my people need to hear kind wow. of thing. And it's just like, when we spend time with him and we make um, room for him, he will he will speak to us like and that's the thing sometimes we we see god as this like great terrible god i mean of course he's a god of wrath but he's also a god of love and he actually wants to spend time with us and have a relationship with us and most importantly he wants to partner with us he wants to partner with us so that thy kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is amen, in amen. you know what i mean like he wants to do that and he wants to do that in our lives as his children and then he wants to partner with us so that we can we can you know be kingdom ambassadors because that's who we are in the earth you know that's yeah. so good wow yes. and you know going back again to like you know finding our identity mm -hmm. uh sometimes we forget that we are serving an almighty and loving god right and mm -hmm. we just see him as for example some people will see like as a fearful God and a God that you just have to obey, you know, mm -hmm. and be scared of. And then some other people who see him just as like, oh, I can ask for anything I want, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you start and I have, I feel guilty of this like sometimes, you know, in the past, like, you know, you just ask for the wrong stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like you ask for that specific thing that you want, but that's not what God wants yeah. for you because that's not mm -hmm. what is good for you. Mm -hmm. And in the podcast, once again, <laughs> in your podcast, I remember you said that we should just be praying to God and say to him, like, God, allow to your word to just sink in me, you know, to yeah. root me in you. Yeah. That's what we should be praying. That, that's so true. And then everything else will fall in its into place. place. Yeah. yeah. It really will. The scripture says that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. And like, when you have a relationship with him, he'll order your steps. And That's I'm honestly, guys, I'm a living witness of that. Mm -hmm. Like he, wow. will, he will order your steps. He will provide. He will show up. I have testimonies for days <laughs> of just how much god is just such a good god and when i think of his goodness that's what makes me continue to press and also when i when i see how much lives are impacted by my obedience I, that's what drives me my like the impact of lives is what drives me when you get that text message of 
oh my gosh, that podcast is what I needed. It's like, I can't stop. I can't, like, I got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you hear somebody say, this podcast has been a mechanism or a source of healing for me in this season, you're like, I can't stop. Yeah. I got to keep going. You know what I mean? So it's just about spending that time with him and just having relationship with him. It makes such a huge difference. That's so true. That's awesome. I think the way you went about the pod, your episode about the known identity, I never really saw of it, saw it like that. I I always thought, no, this is this is what I believe of myself. But it's mm-hmm. also, like you said, so much more. Like people speak these words into you. Not only pe- society, the generation. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy that you have to look this certain way, act this certain way, mm-hmm. do this certain thing, go to college, get your degree. You can't do anything else because you're not worthy enough in the yeah. eye. Exactly. So it's like it's like something that's been implanted to us finish high school go to college get your degree start working it's exactly so it's like crazy that has become this generation not only our generation but generations before too like our known identity Mm -hmm. and i just think that was so timely too because obviously like for me personally I am not going to college. I guess I'm just doing like a program thing. And at first I was like, this is, this is embarrassing because I feel like everyone in high school would ask me like, where where are you going to college? I'm like, I'm I'm not going to college. I'm not really a school person. Like I'm bad at math too. I am not good at math either. (laughs) So it's, it's crazy that that has become one of the few known identities in our generation mm-hmm. today that's like the one that i can think of the most or weight mm-hmm. or appearance anything yeah. it's, it's crazy that it's just so toxic like yeah but so I, I just encourage anyone who's listening to and not only from me take it from her because yes. she's the one who preached it from Don't, all of us yeah <laughs> don't remember what like what she said our known identity becomes our lived identity and that's not what we want like we want to base our identity based on what god was is saying about us right wow that's awesome like some also like when you mentioned that you know our identity and all that becomes what society tells us to be uh, that reminded me that you know like even when you're working like you can easily like lose track on God you can easily just like lose like your focus and your yeah. like, basically like your spiritual life you know yeah. and you can just like lose like that rest and that peaceful mind that God will give you I remember that I heard that in the podcast as well, like you said that, you know, a rested life is a well-lived life, a full life. And I feel like that was so powerful because yeah. this generation, and I feel like many generations, like forget about that. And you just think like everything's work, 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 work. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, think, I think for me, it, it, there's so many different aspects of it because I think the first part was, that was me i still i still i'm still pretty busy um without, and that's because like i got like so much going on yeah. um i mean i do all of this and i have a full-time job right oh um, wow 
yeah it's crazy um but i think what happened for me was like i had two mental breakdowns and that's for me what really helped me to slow down and to calm down um i realized something is wrong and when i began to rest and began to just slow down a bit i began to notice so many things coming to the surface yeah and that's why i said a well a rested life is a is a is a well-lived life because you really begin to um see some things about yourself when you're in stillness and when you're in quiet you're like whoa where did that come from and that's when i started going to therapy because i realized that you know some of this not some of the stuff all of the stuff i went through as a child and as as a young person was now coming up to the surface so whether it was my trauma being abused whatever all of that stuff was coming to the surface and so i'm able to be on a different trajectory are things perfect absolutely not but i'm able to be on a different traje- trajectory of healing because i took some time to rest um like every year i incorporate some type of downtime so it's mostly september so this year i plan hey i'm not going to i probably record podcasts before so that you know people can just listen to it mm-hmm. or whatever but I you need that time even God rested. Right. Jesus right. Yeah. I mean he created the world and then he rested. And when yeah. he was walking on the earth, he took time away. Exactly. So I think if we look at the life of Christ there are a lot of principles that we can take away um to administer to our own lives. Right. Now if you don't mind me asking how you mentioned you you went you're going or you went to therapy? Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you how how is that or how was that because I feel like therapy for some people is such a scary thing yeah. and people, we don't want to talk about our problems yeah. and mm-hmm. I find that even like in my own life too like there are things that I'm scared to talk about or scared mm-hmm. to discuss and I feel like a lot of people see therapy as like oh my gosh like it's awkward talking about your emotions it's like scary but how how have you felt that that's helped you personally um tremendously <laughs> and I, think, i think for me because i am a social worker mm. so i'm a social worker by profession so the thought of that didn't scare me because i knew that it could you know it would be a good process of of getting things it was just for me that time once again to actually make time to do it and to go um but honestly it has been amazing it's about obviously finding the right person yes making sure you know they can attend to you in a specific way um but therapy has been amazing life changing i love it yes um, yeah i love it i love therapy because it helps you to make sense of some of the thoughts that are going through your head and why you are the way you are what you're thinking through all that kind of stuff it's i mean there's different types of therapy therapy um but for me it has been tr- a tremendous blessing um i recently switched though to a christian therapist mm. so i had a therapist before who wasn't christian and she was great she was amazing 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 but i just felt like i needed that christian aspect yeah, right so i switched and um we're just starting out and so far so good um yeah i, I don't know i just 
again back to that narrative of healed people heal people i don't want um when i have children i don't want them to go through what i've been through and the more that i'm able to take care of some of my traumas when i'm interacting with people when i'm leading people when i'm ministering to people what's flowing from me is healing you know what i mean like yes. what's going to flow right. from me is healing like have you ever been around a person and you're just like why are you like this like yes. why are you yeah. why are you so mean and it's not even what's wrong with you but it is what's happened to you right you know what i mean a lot of people the why they are the way they are it's because something happened something broke them something cracked something happened the mug cracked something happened along the line and that's why they are the way they are now do i always have that lens probably not i try my best to um but most of the time that's the reason why people are the way that they are so um i think that going to therapy is amazing i advocate for it any single day um and i myself i'm going to be opening my practice soon um because there are people that want christian therapists wow. and specifically a black therapist and i'm just like okay well let's do this that's amazing yeah. you do it all you I really know. do wow. it all and you're a social worker by profession yes. what can you tell us a little bit about Super that too wow. because that i've that is amazing like that is so <laughs> so amazing i'm sure that you're blessing so many people can you just explain yeah sure no problem um so a lot of the work that i've done is in the black community mm -hmm. um right now i'm a manager so I'm not, so i'm not on front line and mm -hmm. um, i'm a manager of youth justice and employment so i work with young people in the criminal justice system um and i manage a program for that uh but in my previous job i was a social worker focusing on solution focused therapy so that's like helping young people um uh, who are from low income neighborhoods and stuff like that wow. and you know they were going through employment programs and stuff like that and i was a social worker on the program and ugh, let me tell you working with young people is one thing working with black youth is another thing because <laughs> we come with a whole other level of trauma that's just like wow yeah you know what i mean so i was constantly living on edge i was always on edge because in toronto um there's police brutality is not like the states we have more systemic racism so our stuff is more overt so it's more embedded in systems and the structures and so there's a lot of racial carding um racial profiling and stuff like that but the big thing that would would um kill our black youth is gun violence that's wow. huge huge over here like huge like especially in the summertime a lot of organizations in the state in Canada rather or in Toronto I should say were were formed because we had a summer of the gun where there were so many black youth who died from gun violence and so even the organization that I worked for we lost so many youth and oh, thank god that I'm not going to lie when I was there I didn't lose anyone and I don't know if I could manage if mm -hmm. I did but whenever there was a shooting I would call one of my I would call all the guys like hey you guys are good you know just making sure that 
you know, they were good and stuff like that. But that's the work that I've done. And so that's how now I'm able to speak to mental health and soul care and healing and stuff from a Christian perspective because I have a social work background. So that's that's the work that I've done. Um, a lot of capacity building, a lot of community engagement and stuff like that. So social work is very multifaceted, but I lay or I, I, I position myself rather within community engagement, capacity building and mental health. That's amazing. That's great. Wow. Um, what would be like, like your encouragement for like the youth, for example, here in the States that are going through stuff like that you know like they, they are like they're like lost in life because mm -hmm. of everything that they have suffered and everything and they're like in, involved in this whole world and you know mm -hmm. they have to deal with aunts and all that mm -hmm. like, i think to be honest <laughs> i think my voice or my response would be to people in our generation who are a little older Um, that we should be mentors, yeah. get involved in community yeah. and mentor because a lot of young people, there's a few things that they, they lack. And one of those things, I won't say they lack, but are probably underdeveloped and that's leadership leading in their own lives. Um, and I think the other thing too that they do lack is that aspect of um, belonging. A lot of young people join gangs and all that kind of stuff and will be on the streets because of belonging. And then yeah. you look at why do they want to belong? Well, the family structure has been broken down. Very rarely do you see a young person that comes from a good family structure that will be involved in the streets. Right. Exactly. Very rarely. If you do, it's just like, what happened there? Something's mm, yeah. not right there. But very rarely do you see a young person that's involved in the streets that has um, a good family structure. A lot of times dad's missing, um, mom has to work a lot. Um, if parents are together, there's some friction there or something like that. So it's, I think if we're going to look at aspects of community engagement, it's creating spaces of belonging, safe spaces of belonging for young people uh, and particularly marginalized youth, youth of color to belong to, because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for belonging. Right. So be a mentor, like go volunteer. Like if you have a skill, um, you're doing podcasting, you can create a podcast for young people in the community so that they can have a voice right yes. right you know what i mean like oh what's a community center around or like a community organization let's let's teach these young people how to podcast and let's do a little podcast for them kind of right. thing so it's using your skills your talents your abilities to create mobilization and to create safe spaces for you that's awesome wow that's so As, awesome yeah definitely we feel i feel super encouraged and like yeah so motivated because like just by listening to you and the podcast and everything that you do is just it's a blessing i believe that god has blessed you with all of these uh, skills and opportunities wow it's, yeah. and it's good. it's amazing that you are not only in your personal life outside of your yeah. podcast and your platform doing the work but also you're using that platform too and that's our goal too like to make this podcast 
not just about oh what we're going through or yeah, stuff yeah, that we've yeah. been through but yeah. but really and at first we weren't doing any collaborations and we didn't know okay how does that work figuring out this yeah, podcast thing that seems so far exactly and then <laughs> like, how can we how can we include people how can we you know be intentional with who we're talking to and not only talking about us because that's boring you know like <laughs> other people voices and mm-hmm. youth and youth around here like we're trying to like you said build a safe space for our black community here as well so i think it's important to acknowledge the black community and the black young people and everyone around us that needs a voice and that has always needed a voice but now especially it's our job and everyone's job to to create that safe space like you said because that's really all they want and it's so crazy that you you also not only are involved in the black community but you know the dynamics of it okay the reason why the black youth end up in gangs like you said or doing these things is because they want to belong and it's our job you know obviously to try and pre- prevent that to make these safe spaces so maybe we can prevent it maybe yeah. we can be a friend to them maybe we can be a family maybe we can invite them to church you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's amazing that it goes so much deeper than just basically oh oh he ended up in a game yeah. or he yeah. is a, an alcoholic or yes. it's so much deeper it's not just seeing the black community as or the black youth oh he ended up in a gang and he's doing that it's like why is he doing that like you said yeah. why is that happening and i think that's so powerful like what creating a safe space like i i admire you for doing all of that in toronto and i'm sure other places too like your platform has seriously been such an encouragement to me too especially that research paper it was 72 pages <laughs> but i was yeah. like flipping away i was like oh okay so it's if you guys want to read that i will put it in the link yes. because it is amazing it is long but you He's need to read it, it. but <laughs> i was like wow she really wrote all of that i was imp- yeah because it was it was for my master's thesis right um, i wasn't expecting to share that with anyone i was just trying to graduate yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she fun. has a master's did you guys hear that <laughs> a master's what <laughs> That is amazing. It's interesting because, like, I remember when I was writing the paper, guys, and I was so discouraged. I was like, why am I doing this? I hate this. And I remember the Lord saying to me very specifically, He said, This paper is generational. And I was like, Okay. And honestly, everything that I'm doing, and sometimes I don't even remember what I wrote in that paper is a manifestation of what is in that paper. What I was writing was like so prophetic, I didn't even realize how prophetic it was. It's like the leadership in the community, the counseling, these are the findings. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And so seeing those things come to manifestation is like crazy. So like when I saw everything that was happening in my community, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna share it. Who reads it, reads it, who doesn't read it, it's all good. But I know the importance of this research and I know that we are pulling from it um, as, as you know, I am and as my nonprofit. And so definitely just wanted to share that with everybody else who was willing to read. So thank you so much for reading it. No, no problem. Uh, yeah. it, it was amazing. Like, wow. I, I can't even stress it enough. Like 
the the calling that God has placed in your life it is so evident like you are not only funny you are not you don't only just make me laugh but it's like you you can just see you know when you look at someone you're like she has God inside of her like you just radiate that like knowledge I'm like over here you're over here like quoting scripture by the the top of your head amazing like seriously you're doing something amazing and like you said like at the time you didn't realize that it was prophetic but we're from the states all the way far away from toronto so it's it's prophetic it's definitely reaching people and i i seriously am encouraged because i feel like even like with your marriage and stuff and how you have that counseling for married couples i literally told him i was like we should do something like that like (laughs) i want to be mentored by someone like that and it's just amazing like you have the community the ministry the nonprofit. you have the marriage you have the podcast you have a master's your social work i'm like wow this is this is amazing it's encouraging so i i just really want to face you for that because it takes a lot like it takes a lot of hard work it takes a lot of like you said i remember when you said this it's not about self-care we're calling it soul care and i was like okay soul care i need to do that so it's it's just so many things that you said and especially when you're like all right take out your notebook take notes i'm like i'm right here i'm taking notes go ahead start i'm super encouraged Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thank you guys so much for having me. I really, no. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Do you mind thank if you. we, if we pray for you? Of course, I'm please. <laughs> Dear Father God, uh, we just want to thank you, Father, for uh, this amazing day that you gave us, Lord, for the opportunity that you gave us to just wake up again and, you know, walk through this life, Father. Uh, Father, I just pray for Jessica's life, Lord, and I thank you, thank you, because I don't believe that is coincidence that you brought her to our lives and that we got to collaborate with her lord uh i just want to pray father for all the work that she's doing Mm -hmm. for all her projects lord and for her family her home and i just pray for her life father god uh i just pray that she just keeps uh reaching out for more and more and that all these problems that she's trying to show society just uh get more attention father because i believe that right now in the society that we live is the selfish society everybody just focuses on on themselves on all the problems that they think are worth it or that they think are important father but in reality all like everything is important especially all the like all the work that she's doing father god i just pray father that you have your way father and i just pray that you give us the strength and you give us that voice father so we can like share this to the lord so we can reach out to more people too and we can let them know about everything that's going on father god i pray for all the people in this planet father i pray i pray for the youth lord the lost youth that don't even know you father i yeah. i just pray that you have your way father and and that you just always remind us that you are the way the truth and the life father and Father, thank you for everything, God. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Jessica. We really yes. appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time, even though we're just starting out. Yes, we're just we like newbies, it. but yeah. you know. No problem so much. I hope that in the future we can meet if we ever go back to Canada. Please. That would be amazing. Are you guys still recording?
Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> but it's okay. You, Hold on. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercies, Lord. We thank you for your children, oh God, your son and daughter, Lord, who are just walking on water, Lord God Almighty, and that is blessing our lives and blessing this generation, Lord God Almighty, with this podcast. We thank you, God, that they stepped out. We thank you for what you're doing in their lives, God. And even now, I just want to pray a blessing over them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will provide for them, oh God, in special ways, God, even as uh, they are planning their wedding and they're finding, you know, things that they need to find and do what they need to do. Father, we know how difficult this season can be and how crazy it can be. But Lord, we know that you are also a peace in the middle of the storm. And so, Father, we ask that you will be a peace for them. We ask that you will continue to anchor them, oh God Almighty, and that you will keep them. Lord, we pray, oh God, that there will be no weapon that is formed against them that will prosper, Lord. And we pray that you would bless everything they put their hands to, Lord God Almighty. Father, we pray, yes, Lord, that you will continue, oh God, to give them ideas and dreams and vision of how to impact our community, Lord God Almighty. And I just pray, Lord God, just for an increase, Lord God Almighty, because of their pure hearts, God, and the authenticity of what they do. Father, I, I just pray and just prophesy and just declare, Lord God Almighty, that this podcast will continue to grow and it will impact many and it will reach all over the world, God, even their own communities, God, and where they're from culturally, Father. We pray that, yes, Lord, that you would use them as bridges, oh God, to bridge the gap Lord God Almighty, and that you will uh, continue to bless their hearts. And even now, I just see them, Lord, even as just missionaries in their own countries, Lord God, just doing great things, Lord God Almighty, and just caring for the poor and just caring, oh God, for the marginalized. And we just pray, Lord God Almighty, that you would bless them, Lord God, and, and bless their finances, Lord God Almighty, bless their going out and their coming in. And Lord, we just pray that even now that, Lord God Almighty, that you will begin to download visions and dreams and ideas God and even now I just pray that you would activate every spiritual gift God that needs to be activated Lord God Almighty and Lord God Almighty every dream Lord God Almighty, even that they get at night, Lord, that they don't understand, I pray that you would provide interpretation for them, Lord, and we thank you for the revival that will happen around them and in them, Lord God Almighty, because of their pure heart and because they chase after you. Thank you for the revival that will happen even in their families and in their country, Lord God Almighty, because, oh God, they're chasing after you, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives, Lord God. I know they probably can't even see it, Lord, but I, you are just doing such big things in their lives, God. They don't even know, God, where all you're going to take them. But God, I see it in the spirit. And I just want to touch and agree, Lord God Almighty. And I just pray you would give them grace and consistency. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.